Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk by Lama Yeshe Jinpa was recorded during a regularly scheduled Sunday morning service. Good morning. Working? Okay. There's a very famous um, uh, quote from the sutras and shastras, Dharma is good in the beginning, good in the middle, and good in the end. Uh, One way to talk about this is like, whatever practice we're doing, like even just showing up, that's good. So, uh, in interviews with people with darshan, I always want people to start with, this is what the training I'm doing, and these are the positive results. There's always positive results. And then, uh, what are you doing to uh, uh, increase those positive results? And then finally, what are the obstacles and what are you doing about them? But you always start, start off with, I'm here, it's good, it's working. So, um, kind of the opposite of psychotherapy, which is, here's what's wrong. <laughs> so, uh, it's, I really appreciate everyone being here today. So. Uh, whether you think you were uh, distracted or you think you're very concentrated, whether you're in pain or not pain, uh, you're here, the motivation is good, and uh, it's good in the beginning, it's good in the middle, it's good in the end. That's a very important uh, phrase to remember. Um, in, in America, we tend to have very high perfectionist standards and um, we want to be, don't want to make any mistakes. <laughs> it's called practice, so it's not called perfection. We, we have a joke, you know, perfection of wisdom sutra, right? So that's, so <clears throat> I really appreciate people being here. The fact that uh, we have uh, a good sangha, uh, nice people, gentle people, good practitioners, dedicated people, uh, allows us to really do the full range of Dharma here and allows us to be um, classical, traditional, and innovative at the same time. Some people noticed, I hope, that I, I stopped and did uh, some mantra next to our Tara shrine. Uh, so I always do a lot of Tara practice. Uh, we have a very unique uh, Tara. Uh, Rupa sculptor there. Has everyone seen it? Should have, right? So there's no other Tara like that on the planet. There's no other Tara statue or Tara's holding a child, right? Have you ever seen it? Yeah. (laughs) That's that's innovative. So um, when when Jada Rimshe was here, I asked him to bless uh, the Tara shrine and statue, which he did. But he was a little shocked at first, like, oh, <laughs> like, I've never seen this, you know? Uh, and it took him a minute to adjust, you know, like, oh. Um, because you, there's nothing like this anywhere else. Do you realize that? Nothing. There's no other like this. So I really wanted to show, you know, Tara's uh, mother uh, aspect, mother of the Buddhas. So, <clears throat> uh, but, uh, he said, well, why don't next time uh, have, her, have her hold this way and put the right 
<laughs> Usually, Tara's right hand is in blessing, the distributing blessings. So I said, okay, I'll commission another sculpture. <laughs> the reason uh, I can have these visions and do these different things, innovative things, isn't uh, just because I have a title or people know who I am. It's because uh, teachers come here uh, and see, oh, the Sangha is really practicing. They're good students. So uh, that, that allows me to, do, to teach you highest teachings and innovative things, whereas uh, if, if people weren't doing any practice, weren't getting along, weren't being harmonious, they would just think, oh, another wacky American. So it's interrelated. It's because you all are doing the practice and sincere people uh, and we're having good results that um, we can do some different things here. So uh, we can do uh, uh, highest level teachings where normally temple practice like this, um, you're not going to have uh, a lama, particularly American lama, really teaching Mahamudra and Dzogchen, are you? You're not going to have it. But uh, teachers come and go, oh, okay, this, this is good here. So that allows me to be uh, innovative and really teach highest teachings to folks uh, like ourselves who have families and jobs and responsibilities and kids and mothers and people we take care of. And uh, even when we're old and falling apart, we can do Dzogchen, right? <laughs> so the fact that people here are really doing the practice uh, means we can do very innovative things. The other innovative thing is our Dharma study program where we're reading the sacred texts not just from a college point of view but uh, we're putting them into practice. Next year um, we're going to be reading meditation manuals and going through that in detail and I don't know another center that's doing it. So. It's, once again, it's because of everyone here has good motivation. You're all helping out and trying to get along with each other. I really appreciate it. So, <clears throat> and we can do uh, more. Uh, we're not done yet with doing innovative things. I wouldn't say we're too radical. Would you say we're too radical? Not really. Um, we're very traditional, but it's very important that I have the opportunity and you have the opportunity to do all the necessary practices to completely be Buddhist in this lifetime. Yeah. Huh? Buddhism is radical. It is radical. You're right, Peter. That's correct. <laughs> no. Thank you. It's true. Yeah. So we can we can do we can do singing practice and kirtan and we can do martial arts here and uh, we can all integrate it. <coughs> so um, what I'm leading up to is that the, uh, this afternoon um, we're going to have uh, another uh, Fit for Recovery. My trainer, uh, Emily Brown's coming do some light exercises. Uh, and then uh, the last uh, part uh, I'm going to introduce some Salong exercises. Uh, so the Salong Trilkor exercises are uh, advanced um, Vajrayana yogas. And uh, 
I've gone over it a little bit, but you know, you can't really do these things if you're not healthy and in good shape, right? So uh, I'm kind of big on yes. So it's good to like move and be stretched just on a conventional sense, right? And good to do uh, healthy food, uh, not use intoxicants, so that we can actually do the advanced uh, practices. So uh, I'm going to introduce a little bit. We're not the recovery isn't until two o'clock actually, so we have time to visit. So some people may stay for that. We'll see. <clears throat> but uh, I notice it's it's silly to teach salong practices uh, if you're not taking care of yourselves, really. You know, it's silly to teach salong practices when when people aren't uh, really interested in refining and working on their energy. We can't just um, we can't just kind of abuse our body and then expect that we're going to uh, be able to do. Um, these advanced Vajrayana practices. It's not just with conceptual mind, right? We have to, we're doing these practices with uh, uh, you know, Alya Jhana mind, the, the foundation awareness. So the, uh, your winds and your channels and your energy has to uh, be all coordinated. So <laughs> uh, people wonder how I have, the people say, oh, you have a lot of energy. And I said, well, compared to some of my teachers, I don't think I have. But I wouldn't if I wasn't doing uh, some advanced practices, right? <laughs> I have to do it. I don't know how, you know. But uh, you, you have to move the body also, right? We have to know how the inner channels work. And um, if I'm teaching selling practices and people are just kind of too sedentary, then it doesn't work, right? So I thought, okay, um, we'll we'll do some conventional, you know, exercise. So you build up some strength and and get your core going, and then um, uh, we'll we'll start introducing a little bit like that. So <clears throat> um, because actually, as they go along, uh, they become they become quite energetic like that. So um, that's kind of innovative. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Uh, usually, nowadays, you can see everything on the internet and, and YouTube, right? Isn't that so? <laughs> so everything's, everything's published, but the only thing we don't have is uh, the YouTube and the books won't talk back at you. <laughs> they don't know you personally, right? So I know you personally, and I can say, you need to do this, or you need to do that, or um, you need to prepare this way to do the practices. So to do the salang practices, um, to do the yogas, uh, does require that people uh, you know, be Vajrayana practitioners, at least in the sense that they've taken uh, refuge, and uh, they have bodhisattva motivation, and they have like pure view, right? That's another thing. You just go on YouTube. You could just say, I want to become rich and powerful, you know, and, and do the Salong practices and live forever, right? Maybe some of the politicians are doing <laughs> I don't know. Like, how, you ever, you know, like, I just don't, I don't, I don't want to run for president when I'm 78 years old, you know? Like, it's crazy, but, you know, so 
we want energy that comes from uh, our core, right, our, our center. Uh, and the Salang practices, the Chilkar practices, the Buddhist yoga is uh, meant to give us enough practice to really uh, be bodhisattvas and uh, do everything that we need to do. So maybe I'll see some of you. I'll, I'll teach them on retreat too, but um, if you're not doing the practices on a regular basis, if they're not um, you know, part of uh, your daily practice, I don't, I don't know how you get it, right? Some people just, they, they do like one retreat a year and they do advanced practices and then that's it, right? That's too difficult. You can't, I don't know how you do it. Like, so it's better to learn the advanced practices uh, slowly, 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 kind of Lamrim style, daily, daily, daily. And then when you go on retreat, uh, then they're intensified. But in America, people like do backwards. Like, you just work, 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 and then you go on retreat, you try to learn the advanced practices, and then you try to bring them into your daily life. Isn't that so? You know, like, I want to do this retreat, and then I'll, you know. Uh, and it's really hard once you've gone on retreat, if that's all you do, and then bring it into daily life. You, you want to work it into daily life, and then you, you intensify it in retreat, and, and of course that's going to seep back into your daily life. But Without the foundation of it, um, it'll just be a special experience. Experiences are not realizations. They're not even insights. Experiences are just, in, uh, just experiences, right? Unless an experience uh, is investigated and turns into a truth, like what's the truth I learned from the experience, and unless that truth is then manifested and refined day after day, it doesn't become a realization. Experiences are not realizations. Experiences aren't even insights. They're just experiences, right? So we don't want to just like uh, do uh, yogic practices and then somebody says, well, I, I'm getting this energy moving this way. What does that mean? Unless we apply, say, well, what using what you've learned already, what, what truths would it lead to, it doesn't mean anything. Capiche? It's just an experience, you know. So, uh, I'm hoping to gradually introduce uh, some of the uh, more uh, internal yogic processes um, before I get so old, <laughs> I can't move myself, right? <laughs> the uh, other part that's uh, essential part of um, the practices uh, in our yogas is um, the yoga of sound, you know? So some people think, oh, I'm just sitting and I'm just noticing my breath. Well, that's good. That's, we, we start that way sometimes in shamatha, but... Um, uh, to, to do the advanced yogas, you also have to uh, understand the nature of sound, <coughs> nature of music, you know, <laughs> like that. Um, so uh, that's why you know, I'm really happy that uh, Mike Hatfield's, you know continuously said, okay, we're doing kirtan, we're singing, because the idea then it, it just kind of comes in as, as a regular thing, like that. Otherwise, 
you know, um, uh, you won't get it. <laughs> Just to be blunt, right? So uh, we, we have to learn uh, how uh, sound and space and mind work together, just like we have to learn how uh, breath and mind work together. That makes sense, right? Uh, the, the first sentence usually you start in debate is uh, it starts with talking about sound. So maybe we can have a short discussion before the break and then we come back and do some meditation after a break. Um, maybe, maybe some of this I'm laying out because I'm being creaky. So even though I'm doing Tai Chi with Robert Nakashima, which is great, you know, uh, each, each year I'm getting creakier. <laughs> so uh, I want to be able to, uh, it'll, it'll soon be kind of like, <laughs> I'll be able to do it like that. So do we have a microphone if anybody wants to make comment? Yeah. <clears throat> Thank you for that talk. Uh, I'm wondering, as you're laying out those three areas, uh, sound, movement, and mind, uh, are you recommending equal effort in all three on a daily basis? <clears throat> Hold on, Philip. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm recommending, uh, you know, the Vajrayana is always about integration, right? Um, but uh, we're probably doing this more than any other. <laughs> You're talking, right? Yeah, so sound and speech and uh, meaning. So uh, it's, it's really important to get to the... Uh, how mind and sound work together, yeah, like that. So uh, conscious, conscious talking <laughs> is is sound too. It isn't just like I'm going to now just do OM all day, you know. So that that's sound too. Sound and meaning uh, go together. That's, that's another thing we study. Those of us who in the Buddha Dharma study program, we we really start talking about language and sound and meaning. Because it's weird, right? It's weird. I mean, there are many different languages, and then the sound and the meaning become associated with the action, which becomes associated with the mind, right? So we just say, you know, just one sound. I'm talking now, you have a meaning, and there's a sound, and you're hearing, and there's mind, and how does, how does all that work? We're so confused, yeah? So... Uh, we, we really need to coordinate the mind and the, the breath, uh, uh, sound and meaning. Uh, and um, so when we're doing, when we're saying doing the yogic practices and understanding um, uh, the uh, chakras and uh, channels, um, we take that into consideration. So another rant of mine is that um, the uh, there are different uh, channels and chakra systems, right? 
this stuff came from India, and India likes variety. India is a very big continent. India was even bigger, you know, than after the partition, right? Huge, right? So when we say yoga, when we say chakras, um, there's, there's not just one thingy, right? So we have to be very particular. So when people say, yeah, I know the chakras, this is this, is this is this, I'm, I'm going to say, well, what system? And people don't know. That's, it's just the system on the internet. You know, so <laughs> the, the, the chakras and uh, even in, in the Buddhist tantras are different, right? Yeah, so usually the, um, a lot of the tantras are very similar, uh, but uh, the one, one big one that's really different is Kalachakra, different. So, uh, you know, that we have to at least have some information about that. So uh, if you say, yeah, I know, I'm, I'm, the chakra has this many petals, and I'm going, what system? And if you don't know what system, what's the point? So we'll go into that, too. Yeah, so we have to do all three at the same time. <laughs> that's always... Vajrayana means you have to do it all at the same time. <laughs> right. Good question. Lala. Someone's way in the back there. No, other back. Yeah. The one comfy chair. So my question is uh, relative to doing advanced practices in a retreat versus not doing them at, at home. I'm sure you've heard the old conundrum, can't get a job without experience, can't yeah. get experience without a job. So right. if, if somebody wanted, uh, say somebody like me who is really brand new, yeah. and they wanted to learn these practices, where would we go? Would we go to the retreat and then take those home and work on them at home, or is there some place we should be going first before the retreat? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so come here first. You're already here. So that's good, right? Yeah. It's, it's good to start small and do something daily and then, then intensify it, right? So. Yeah, I'm just saying today, I'm going to introduce gradually these practices, but I'm going to have you do some movement first, right? That's important. So it still means time and space, right? So I'm saying, okay, well, it's going to be this afternoon, so it's still time and space, right? So I am saying it's better to have some introduction uh, than to just, like, go on retreat first, right? I mean, retreat's important, but generally the, you, you get instructions before you go on retreat. You don't wait until you're on retreat. But in America, sometimes people are so busy during the week, and then they save up, and then they go on retreat. But th that has a limitation. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Thank you. And so the things that you would be doing later on, that would be more of an introduction for folks like us? Yes. It's... You know, uh, 
the practices, in a sense, are uh, all self-secret, that if we don't do the foundation practices, we won't get it anyway. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yes, Philip. Will you be doing more practices in the future? Yes. How many more practices? Every every Sunday? Yeah, every other Sunday? Maybe. Sunday after everything? Yeah, at least when I'm here. At least when I'm here. We'll see. Maybe, maybe going forward we'll have more Sunday practice, too. Like I want to do more medicine Buddha practice, too, like on a Saturday afternoon or something like that, okay? Okay. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. This is good. Yeah. <clears throat> so everyone should have some, you know, basic, like... In our side, we should have some basic understanding of law, right? You know, we should have that. But um, so, uh, you know, all of us can't go to law school, right? But we should have some basic understanding of law, you know. And then, fortunately, we have some lawyers in the Sangha. So, specific things where you have to show up to court and get it absolutely right. Um, but uh, if everybody was completely, didn't know anything about law and you just, you know, then we couldn't function as a society, right? So, uh, you know, in the Sangha, if you're saying I'm doing Vajrayana practice, we, we should, and we should be able to say at least I know what I know what the this this yogis are like. You may not have complete mastery, you may not have even confidence in it, but you can say, oh, this this is the general practices, and this is what I have to do. <clears throat> I can go as deep as people need to go, but also you can't go deeper uh, than you have time to practice or the interest, you know, like that. So that makes sense, right? Yeah. Hi. So as we're learning the different practices um, and integrating them, um, will we also learn, um, I guess, how much to adjust according to our individual needs and then how much of the instructions, yes. the general instructions to actually follow? Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, since so much is out on the... So much is out on the internet and published and YouTube and everything. You know, if, if we don't have some working familiarity, we we get taken advantage of, or we have these idealistic ideas, right? So it uh, it does have to be um, really adjusted. This uh, sangha and I have the energy to meet with people individually, uh, so to. Um, uh, Taylor, tailor the programs for each of you, right? I have, I have limitations, but I have more energy to meet with individuals than a lot of people I know. I, don't, I just don't get burned out the way normal people get burned out, you know? You're not like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me to see people, you see? 
So um, things can be tailor-made. But usually when we're getting teachings from teachers or books, it's kind of like just going in uh, and closing our eyes and then you know, putting on clothes, right? You know, we don't, we don't know if they're going to fit or not, right? So it's like that. So when you come to me, when you come here to Linesor, I want it to be um, actually like not just uh, at, at least buying a suit or a coat or a dress, and then it kind of fits, right, off the rack. And then, and then maybe you have a little tailored, like, taken up or down or something, or taken in or whatever, <laughs> or taken out, you know. Uh, but uh, the, the best is, is to uh, pick out uh, the cloth and then be measured and, and then have it made just for you, even though it does fit the general um, uh, parameters, right? You, you really want to study hard enough so you can have it actually uh, completely uh, tailor-made, right? People know I like clothes. It isn't just I like clothes. I like, I like to feel that I can move just right. Because you, when you get very sensitive in your body and to the energe energetic aura around you, you, you can feel different things. And when it's not, when, <laughs> when things don't fit or they're kind of weird, you, you can feel it, right? So, you know, you, you want things to kind of fit properly, emotionally too. You want you want the yogas and the meditation to fit. Otherwise, you know, you nothing's worse than like a shirt that's too tight, like right here or something. <laughs> that makes sense, right? You you want you want the general characteristics of something, and then you you want it to be tailor made, if you can, right? It takes a little bit more time, I understand. Yeah, you have to say, okay, I need to be measured, and then I'll wait for the shirt to come or the dress to come. But it's worth it. I'm willing to do that, you know. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's uh, take like a 10-minute break. And for those that can come back, please come back. And for those that want to say hi, come up and say hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk by Lama Yeshe Jinpa was recorded during a regularly scheduled Sunday morning service. <laughs> 